Boys and girls, we did it. We fucking made it through Barbie month with a a bang, a whimper, a, I don't know, fiddle in the wind. Like, uh, so we'll, we'll let you guys decide. But for now, guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that's come through the other side of a sparkly, magical wasteland alive somehow. I'm your host, Max Steele, and as always... I'm joined by Michael Flaherty for this momentous occasion. Mike, how's it going, man? We made, made it. Um, 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 we made it. A momentous occasion it is. I'm I'm crossing the finish line. It's like a haunted house mixed with a marathon, but instead of getting scared, it's just pink and glitter and fairies. It's just I'm my God. I'm a war. I'm a worn, changed man, but at least I sparkle and dazzle. It's yeah, very very dazzly here. At the end of the month. But guys, we are finishing up Barbie Month with the finale in the Fairytopia series. The 2007 computer animated thing, Barbie Fairytopia, Magic of the Rainbow. And it's about Alina, our, you know, main character, going to Hogwarts to learn fairy magic and dancing to defend the land from the evil fairy Laverna, who's, you know, going after the the first blum of spring. Mike, what what did you think of the finale? Okay. All right. This So I of the three Fairytopia movies, definitely this is my number 1. Not mm. not because there's some deep story that really tugs at your heartstrings or characters that are well developed and make you go, "Wow, this is a well-developed character." No. What this movie has is sass mm-hmm. on an untold level. This movie is, it is so much shade gets thrown around. It's nuts. It is, we have, we have people sassing back at each other. We've got the bad, we got the bad guy sassing. We have the, we have Barbie and another girl fighting. It's like an episode of like, I don't know, Jersey Shore or like RuPaul's Drag Race. It is it is just, just, just shade everywhere. It's literally like going to public school is this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't freaking walk around with that one person just tearing you apart for no reason. Now, again, in my eyes, this one was a look um, kind of like a mixed bag, like the last couple of movies. Um, just again, the sass in this chef's kiss. Just awesome. But we do have better animation choices that are made with like the new characters. I mean, there was maybe like one new character that I saw that I was like, huh, well that's fucking terrifying. And Bibble is still here. He's still the worst, but, but now there's two of them. Isn't that just great? Bibble. They were like, they were like, we heard you. We heard your pleas and cries for no Bibble. And we added a second Bibble. You wanted it. You got it. And the entire, I don't know. Maybe it's just the two of us on this, but I saw that and I was like, who is asking for more Bibble? Because I want to find that person and I want to fucking square up with them. And we also have Laverna back as our main bad guy. And, you know, she feels a little bit more threatening here. And, the character motivations. Like Mike said, we have unprecedented levels of, like in the first movie, we had like some pixies that were like throwing sass at Alina for not having wings. In Mermaidia, we had Lori throwing a little bit of sass in here, but here it's like we got we got six other fairies that are all throwing their own unique style of sass around. 
Yeah. We got we got one girl who just hates Barbie purely because she did something in the first movie, which is which is awesome. We have just the rich popular girl throwing sass. We got the narcissist who's talking down to Barbie because she's not him, which is she's not that guy. <laughs> and which also, is great. And I do all well, I want to talk about some more individual moments like kind of throughout. There's one line in here that I I really want to focus in on, but there are also plots. There are also plot holes in this movie, the size of fucking Alaska. And I'm going to get into some of those right now. Like sunburst isn't able to touch water. The fairy that can see into the future just, you know, opens up a well of fucking issues like with plot holes, Elena being dumb and bringing back Laverna. This is like the very first time in Barbie month. And I'm very surprised at this, that I'm sitting here and like, holy shit, we got a bunch of plot holes we got to be talking about. <laughs> it's you would have expected Thumbelina to be the one that had the glaring pothole. No, I said potholes. Oh my God. I mean, they didn't plot holes. holes. They didn't have potholes in that movie. <laughs> I mean, you know. it's my favorite, my favorite part of Mermadia or Fairytopia was when she was driving her sedan and accidentally like broke an axle. No, it's, it's, they got plot holes. My, I love that you mentioned the freaking that's so Raven fairy because she just, it is a freaking cornucopia of problems the moment she rolls in and it's not like you know she's a central point you could have switched her out for like any other character and the movie would have pretty much stayed the same but because you decided to introduce a fairy that can tell the future you're just opening up a well of issues and you're asking yourselves a well of questions that are a little bit too philosophical for this movie so just think about that next time yeah exactly exactly it felt like it felt like as the writers were sitting down, they were like, okay, we got to have a sassy fairy. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we got to have a fairy that's like revolving around the sun. They're like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, what if we had a fairy that could tell the future? And they're like, yeah, I like that. Throw that in. And they did had no foresight on the fact that this fairy that could just tell the future did not just foresee any of this. It's, Oh my god! I, I, we, when this shit comes up, when she shows up, we gotta go into details. And detail, we will go. Um, and I do. And before we go on to the drinks, I do want to also mention that, like, apart from the fucking recap at the beginning of this movie, because yes, we do get one of those. It doesn't feel like we even needed to see Mermadia to begin with, because you could literally watch like you know the first movie and then this third movie. You you wouldn't have missed anything. It just I don't know. That Mermadia felt more like a spin-off versus like an actual sequel to the original. It did. I was so glad you mentioned that. It does feel like a spin-off. It feels like a like if you're like if you're someone who watches anime, it's like a filler episode. They were like, oh, we gotta pad for time because the writers gotta like put something together. So here's them going to the beach. You're like, here's them swimming. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no consequences. Mermadia is not brought up in any capacity. It's literally one in three. Mm -hmm. I thought they might've done something like with the water, but nope, they just, you know, fucking, it's like, okay, no, we're, 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 we're just not going to do that. It's, it's fine. They're, they're like, who cares? Who cares? So Mike, let's get to the ever most important question we have here on the messed up at midnight podcast for the final time on Barbie month. If, Barbie Fairytopia, Magic of the Rainbow was a drink. What would it be and why? Oh boy, I can't wait to use something other than Pink Whitney. Oh my lord. We Don't are just I'm Pink Whitney out. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Pink Whitney, two ounces. There we go. Done. 
Okay. So moving forward, we have this this new plot. The, not plot. This new plot, which has its ups and downs. It's a by the numbers thing. It's in the woods. And it's essentially like it's essentially police academy, but with sassy fairies and no and no jokes. And so for that, it's kind of this by the numbers, like up and down sort of thing. There's nothing that really stands out to me outside of the care outside of like uh, the sassy characters. Everyone else is kind of just a wet fart of a person who kind of just like mm-hmm. takes up screen time. So why don't you just crack open like like a like a like a woodsy beer? Something that makes you feel Ugh. like something that's a little lumberjacky. So why don't you sit Ugh. there and pop open? I picked a, uh, a this maybe uh, I picked a shock top or like the orangey sort of beer, like maybe a blue moon. Like okay. it's something that's yeah, something that really kind of fits with that sort of, you know, a little bit of a woodsier fall vibe. So pour that in like let's do like three or four ounces. Next, we have. The characters. Oh boy, I love th- I love these characters. I, the plot was nothing to write home about, but the characters. Oh, mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. We have a whole host of characters that do nothing but provide sass to Barbie. Their whole their their whole purpose is to just be it, it, like it's on site with them and Barbie. Like mm-hmm. oh my god, we have we have a pix we have a pixie fairy with braids who hates Barbie off of the fact that she's Barbie, uh, and apparently she thinks she's that bitch or some some craziness like that. We have a narcissistic male fairy who hates Barbie off of the pure fact that she's not him, and then we have a bar a a, a fairy that is like a sun fairy or something like that. And she hates Barbie because Barbie helped. That's it. Barbie helped. And that's a problem. So for all of these sassy characters that clap back and nothing else, add some cayenne pepper enough to where you (laughs) enough, enough to where you taste the drink and you go, Whoa, okay. That's a little more, that's a little more, that's a little more spice than I was expecting. (laughs) It's because that's all that's all they got. Okay. We have the general Laverna being Laverna, sassing back, driving the plot forward, not a lot else. I picked tr- a, a bland triple sec. Fits in the energy with what we've created so far. And Laverna's I I never hated Laverna, but she was never someone who I was like, who I thought was a real good villain. Like I was kind of like, okay. So yeah, just Put in like, I don't know, an ounce of just like some, some like triple sec. Finally, we have the horror, the abominable, just danger that would make Lovecraft cry. Bibbles. They added a second Bibbles. And this Bibbles is even more horrifying. Like this one (laughs) makes the other one look like a puppy. So... Bibbles was a chickpea froth. Keep that chickpea froth. But what I want you to do is when you have that chickpea froth, you need to garnish it with a lone chickpea in the center. Because it's, yeah, because you want the seeping taste 
of an actual just chickpea now. It's gotten, it's gone from, you know, cognitive dissonance of, oh, you know, maybe this was, maybe I could like work around this too. No, this is, there's chickpeas in this. Uh. And pour it into a glass that's got an absinthe rinse and fucking down the hatch, baby. You know, I thought the most, like, first of all, your drink, like, I'm imagining the color in my head, and I am terrified of that <laughs> drink. It's, 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 a, it's a technicolor horror. You took me on an adventure because you said, like, you know, adding a blue moon or a shock top. And I was like, okay, that's probably going to be the the one part of this drink that just is 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 kind of out there. And then you added cayenne pepper. And I thought that, and I was like, okay, no, I was wrong. That's going to be the twist. And then even, and then you were like, fuck it, more chickpeas. Dude, I, it's, oh my God. It's, 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 it's got, it's, the movie has so many extra bits. Like the actual movie itself is like such a nothing burger of a movie, but they have just these weird moments and just little characters that you're just like, what the hell? Mike, I think that's your your most atro- that's the most heinous drink that you've made this entire month. So way to way to go out with a bang. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Shakes all around. So here's my drink. So again, for the last time, probably, you know, I'll we'll probably come back to Pink Whitney. Let's be real here. Three ounces of Pink Whitney. Again, hold on the edible glitter. Right now, I'm going to start off with the leftover stuff we'll be using from the previous movies. Bibble, three ounces, blue raspberry prime. And now we got another one, another Bibble thing. I think its name is like Dizzle or Drizzle or fi- or something like that. It's faux shizzle. Faux shizzle, sure. It, voiced by Snoop Dogg. Uh, it's <laughs> pink. Um, so go grab three ounces of grape prime because that's, you know purple and you know they're uh, close enough animation here still bad you know it's a tad better like you know it's not as nightmare inducing but you know the the memeable animation is still there a few dashes of your cbd oil of choice the villain laverna i've used this before on a previous barbie drink she's green it's a fairy thing add two ounces of sour apple pucker Hmm. and now we have the avengers summoned together but they're fairies so we're going to unite many flavors of liqueurs. We got six other fairies joining us, so six flavors of liqueur. So for them, add in a quarter of an ounce of raspberry liqueur, melon liqueur. Why not? There's a there's a green fairy oh. guy in there somewhere. Oh, no. <laughs> and we also add orange liqueur, or triple sec, whatever you can get your hand on, blue curacao, watermelon liqueur, and creme de cassis. And then after you add all of that um, together, add in your edible glitter, you know, almost make your drink mud, but not quite, then, you know, gosh darn it, there you go. That's the magic of the rainbow experience if I've ever had one. Oh my God. It's like, it's like a rainbow vomited. Like the amount of colors. Oh my God above. See, for a while I was sitting there just like, you're like, all the prime, all of the like sour apple pucker. I'm like, ooh, I can I can feel the headache from here. And then you just went, but wait, there's more. And your ass brought out just the cornucopia of just liqueurs. Colors. Just colors, oh, dude. God. 
We both went out with a bang. I will say that. We both decided it was high time that we just end it. And my God, did we end it. It's a very good, co- good it's drink. A very color, it's a very colorful movie, isn't it? It dude, really is. This one, this one is definitely up there with the colors. I still think Thumbelina mm. just went fucking ham on the colors, but this is definitely close. All right, guys, well, go grab your favorite rainbow drink of choice and let's finish off Barbie month one of the ways by talking about Barbie Fairytopia Magic of the Rainbow. You already know how these movies open up. We get another recap of the last two movies. And uh, yeah, Lena's the hero, save the day. Laverna's evil, yada, yada, yada. Opening title sequence, wasting so much time. Do I really even need to go through any of this? So anyways, after, you know, five minutes of just time fucking wasted, we are, you know, six, first of all, six and a half minutes in with this fucking movie. And we see Bib- uh, Lena and uh, Dandelion flying around. And then Bibble collides with a flower and points to these other fairies that have followed Alina and Dandelion. These fairy stands are asking just their idol just so many questions. You know, Alina's the hero of fairytopia, oh gosh darn it. It's, my God, they're cornering her like, like the pop are cornering like Britney. Like they're just like they're like, "Hey Alita, what are you doing?" blah 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 blah. And she's just like she's like, "God damn. All right, y'all. I didn't know these fairies worked for TMZ." I exactly. I can't wait for one to just sit there just with like a big ass cup and just sit there and just go, "Ooh, tea." As like something innocuous is happening. So then Azura appears out of nowhere wanting to speak with Alina. The fairy stands, they fucking fly off. Azura, Dandelion and Alina, they they fly off for tea. But in the shadows sits Fungus Maximus from the last movie. He talks with Laverna on his cell phone and, you know, she's still evil. And Max's job is to follow Azura. So Max stumbles off. We go over to Peony. Uh, You have something to say, Mike. I I, I do. At a certain point, Laverna, Laverna definitely had, I don't know. I feel like Laverna had some base level of spice in the first movie. But at a certain point with these sequels, she very quickly stops being like, oh, I want this and starts just being fucking Skeletor because she's just like, hmm, good things make me mad. And there's nothing else. She's like, quit smiling. That's the that's the emotion of happiness. We hate happiness here. She's quite literally. She's like, she's like, why are people happy? I hate happiness. You're like, God damn it. Like, okay. So over in Peony, we get Alina and Azura sitting with tea and baked goods, and Bibble's also here. Oh, and he has a loose tooth. He'll be getting a visit from the Tooth Fairy. I'm really hoping Dwayne Johnson just comes in and gives Bibble a rock bottom and then the people's elbow. Oh, my God. (laughs) Bibble starts babbling to him. He's like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God, it's Dwayne the Rock Jets. He's like, shut up, bitch. And he just, like, does the people's (laughs) elbow. So Azura gives Bibble a bag for its tooth. And anyways, uh, each guardian has been asked by the Enchantress to choose an apprentice. And Azura would like Alina to be her apprentice and learn the flight of the spring. And Alina says, yes, she'll need to be at the Crystal Palace in two days. So she flies off. So we get some shitty humor with Bibble. Alina has to go tell Dandelion immediately. Fungus is in disguise as a flower. He's like, oh, Laverna, I have news. And over with Laverna in the hinterlands, she gets the news we just heard from Azura. Max will follow Alina instead, so, you know, maybe he can find the Enchantress, too. Cool. Back with Alina. She runs into Dandelion. <laughs> you're, like, you're like sick. Fucking dude, sick story. <laughs> dude, I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, bars. 
I don't want to watch this movie anymore. I love love that there's nothing we can even say at this point regarding her and the hinterlands being like, me! We're just like, that's facts. That's facts right there. So back with Alina, she runs uh, into Dandelion. Dandelion says, you know, you don't have to do everything by yourself, even though Dandelion's the one that can't go with her because of her bitch of a mom. I just love that... (laughs) Dandelion's got a fucking helicopter parrot. So Dandelion is just that friend who's like, oh my God, are you guys going to go? Are you guys going to go hang out at 1130 and like, you know, drive around and talk and all that? I'd love to come. And the mom's like, no, the fuck you aren't. And she's like, oh, like, it's just Dude, some this, friend she this is. poor child. Dude, yeah, exactly. She's she doesn't even try and like sneak out or be like, "Ooh, don't tell my mom." Like, it's just she's like, "Ah, oh, rats, I tried." <laughs> so Lena flies off, and you know she says goodbye, and we get a travel montage with Max following behind her, dressed as a flower. And you know this takes us through many different video game levels, and then eventually <laughs> Alina spots the Crystal Palace in the distance. And you know Alina's beginning to have doubts. You know, oh, what if I'm not good enough to fit in? G Willikers and Bibble and Alina. Then they hear a voice, and then they spot. Linden down by a river talking to some fairy my little pony I, nightmare I I literally looked and I saw the this thing and I and my first thought was oh my god did they bring in fucking my little pony to this I would I would not be surprised truthfully I would have been like ah it's yeah it's fine it's fine but oh my lord they didn't and the thing is a horror. And yeah. I was just, it's just weird. It's furry, but it looks like a horse. Like, it's, oh, God. It Apparently, uh, it's called a tumby, which for yes. me sounds kind of like slang for like old man front butt. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's, I can totally say it. You're just like, oh, Eugene. You're like, ooh, you see Eugene over there? He's got a bit of a dumpy going on. And they're, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's right, Harold. Like, it's. <laughs> I, I, I totally feel that. I totally feel that. That's 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 actually a really apt way to describe. I thought it was going to be like a cutesy way of trying to say your your stomach. Like you know, people will be like, "Oh, my tumbly." Like, <laughs> nah, man, we're all about. Old, no, uh, actually, I'm not going to say we're all about old man front butt. <laughs> 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 Weird. <laughs> this, yeah, you know what? It is weird. That is weird. Just, just sitting there, just be like, we here at the Best of Midnight Podcast, we're all about about old dude front butt. Like that's 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 how we get down over here. So back back with Magic of the Rainbow, Lyndon, he's an Oriad or something like that, which means he's good with languages. We get some more shitty humor with Bibble, Alina, and Lyndon. They go their separate ways, and Max watches in the distance. We go at night. Alina and Bibble come across different, like, peony flower dorm rooms. So Bibble flies into one random room that's not there, and we see two fairies, uh, Lumina and Shimmer, and they don't want to have uninvited guests. But Lumina, she's the future fairy, says she's having visions of Alina. She just made a horrible mistake. Lumina sees doom, then, you know, just acts all friendly all of a sudden. And Lumina I, is a moon fairy. She can see the future. Mike talk about the issues with this i i i'd st- oh my god okay all right so first off we got shimmer love shimmer shimmer sees shimmer sees alina and shimmer's like you know what fuck you i don't like you i don't like the way you look i don't like the way you walk all right fuck you and i'm like you know what shimmer sure she's I'm like, hell yeah 
She's about it. She's about it. I, I, I know of all the people, of all the fairies, I know Shimmer's the one who's most down to swing. Like, it's, she's got that 411 energy where she's like, I'll swing on someone off of principle and then they'll follow through. But next we got Lumina and Lumina. That's the that's that's what I referred to as the that's so raven fairy because mm-hmm. the the woman literally just touches her temple and sees the future and she goes full oracle of Delphi because she's like I see pain and death and despair and the lands are stricken barren because of you and she points and then she's like <laughs> silly me I just get in my own little moment and then you're like girl that was past a moment what. The 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 issue that comes up with this is this woman sees the future. And this isn't a Doctor Strange moment where she sees realities and options and then sees the one where things succeed. It's all she's got is the future and one future. And this woman has no foresight for anything. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking, I'm talking shit happens and Lumina, the person who can see the future, is like. How could we have seen this coming? This was out of left field, gang. And you're like, Lumina, you're the person who should be seeing this coming. Like, how could you be surprised? It's like, she's like, no, no, you. I couldn't have seen. Where'd that come from? How could we have possibly known? She can't. She's walking around going like, going like, "Mm, death and despair, death and despair, death and despair. And then death and despair comes and she's doing the fucking surprise Pikachu face. And you're like, you can't, you can't do that. That's you are or you aren't. And it sounds like you aren't. And you're just really good at bullshitting. So those are those two fairies. Alina, she leaves the room. And outside we meet. Fabian, he's the self-absorbed fairy, you know, looking at his reflection. Kind of, kind of reminds me of a a shitty version of Prince Charming from Shrek. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah anyway, it, ahead, a, a mix of Prince, a mix of Prince Charming and like uh, Gaston, <laughs> like that sort of like, mm, aren't I, aren't I hot? And you're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, all right, bud. Damn, we really okay. We're going for this note. All right. He's that friend you had that like only knows how to talk about himself and has no social awareness of like other people. Like asking another person, like, "How are you?" He's doing do that. He's doing the alpha male bit, but there's no, but there's no knowledge of Andrew Tate and that alpha male bit. He doesn't know that that's an available bit. He's just doing it because that's him. He has the IQ of a slice of cheese. <laughs> He's. It's not even good shit either. It's like it's like a craft single. Like <laughs> so Alina then goes into another peony, one that's very orange, and inside is another fairy named Sunburst. And Sunburst is like, you know, I really wish you weren't gonna show. I should make something clear. I don't care about your whole I saved fairy topia and everyone should bow down and be grateful to me thing. I got some things I want to say. <laughs> right. talk your shit go off king now i'm not the biggest fan of like ego you know i think we should all you know be very try to be try to be as humble as possible i'm not but you know if, if someone were to like i don't know save our world from like imminent destruction and they had like you know maybe like yeah you know i saved the world from you know i saved the world you know that one time i'd be like you know what i i think that's okay you know i that's you know you're allowed to have a little bit of an ego about that you know you saved the it's- world it's it's like it's like sitting there just, just turning to the person who's like, 
responsible for curing cancer and going like, mm, getting a little conceited, aren't you? You're like, I feel like they've earned it. I feel like they've earned it. You're like, you're like, I don't think we can sit there and give them too much shit. They did cure cancer. And I'd also like judge the people who were like to be like, hey, I don't care that you saved the world. I'm just like, the only reason you are here today is because of this person. What fucking logic <laughs> is that? <laughs> I do I do have to applaud Sunburst with the energy because it's not like this woman does not change her energy. She does not stop. She is, it is, it is, she starts at I hate you and ends at I hate you, but just a little bit less. It is not, and I do have to applaud just the, just the dislike that, that she's got. So then Alina's like, you know, hey, I, I never, you know, I never said that. And then Sunburst is like, what do you mean? You just barge into my room and start yelling at me? You know, talk to the sparkle. I think you should leave now. Alina's like, what the fuck was this interaction? And then leaves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my favorite. It's just like she slams the door shut on the flower. And then you just, my favorite thing is she turns the bibble. She's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and then outside we meet Glee. Another fairy who's just sitting outside her room and Alina introduces herself and then they go inside Glee's room and oh no. Oh no, no, please, no. There there's another fucking bib, bibble puffball thing. Oh, Thanks. No. I, I I hate it. I fucking hate it. It it is it is this one is even worse because it's a it's a it's like the uh it's like the old thing they do in kids movies where they just color swap ge- and gender swap mm-hmm. like they're like ah it's the female one so it's got to be the opposite color it's got to be pink and you're like oh sure whatever like and so they bring out Dizzle and I gotta say Dizzle has the Dizzle's it's so much creepier than fucking Bibbles. Because Bibbles, I'm like, I'm like, ah, I don't get down with that. You're weird. You look odd and all that. Dizzle has the fucking has a has a mouth that stretches from side to side. It looks like it could swallow a freaking like watermelon. Like it is <laughs> it is wild. And this uh thing's name is Dizzle, because yes, of course. Um, you know, Bibble picks Dizzle a flower, but because Bibble is getting his Appalachia on, is about to have a tooth knocked loose. This scares Dizzle, except it doesn't. <laughs> she tackles him. It's shitty. It's the shitty. It's the same shitty Bibble humor, but times two. I Do just, I need to say oh anything else? You, you said Bibble's getting his Appalachia on, and all I could think of was instead of like the whole tooth thing, like it's just Bibble and Dizzle just start a jug band. Like you just see Bibble just sitting here, just like don't fucking ape shit on the banjo, and you just Dizzle just sitting there breathing into a moonshine jug. All right, guys, we gotta be making it back to go make uh, bathtub moonshine, and then go work down in the coal mines. I'm just like you, just sit there and just. <laughs> Laverna has just like come back and she's like trying to take over and then Bibble just tries to scare her by hiding in the trees and you just hear some banjo music ding 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 it's just delivering exactly it's exactly it's just the deliverance and then Laverna's like oh shit so Alina and Glee they get to know each other and Glee takes Alina over to her room it's basically a carbon copy of Peony and you know both of them are feeling nervous about their first day tomorrow and uh, it's that typical, like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. But below the dorms, Max tells Laverna literally what we just saw. Max is being summoned back with Laverna. So we go in the bogs. And the frog Laverna monologues, it sucks. Nothing's really said. The next day. It, <laughs> it is. I love they, – they kill, they kill like five or six minutes by just recapping, which I just think is – 
so I applaud this movie because they're like, you know, it's going to pad this movie that's 50, 50 minutes going into detail with Max relaying shit. <laughs> then like, just that'll bring it up. It's, it, oh my god, it's great! Oh my god, it feels like I'm watching. It feels like I'm watching like the precursor to Coco Melon. They're like, in case you weren't paying attention. <laughs> so the next day, all the fairy apprentices wake up and go into some field, and then we Azura monologues. They're all going to learn the flight of the spring to release a magical rainbow to Fairytopia to another year of vitality. First. We use the magic to extract the light from the water, creating a chamber where the ceremony takes place. Then we perform the flance. It's a combination of flight and dance, which draws the blush from the inner fountain. Finally, through luminescence, we channel our light energy into the blush, releasing the first rainbow of spring. If something goes wrong, the blush will wither and our land is doomed for ten years of bitter winter. You have been chosen to learn this ritual, so one day you will be able to follow in our footsteps and learn this ceremony. It's not even fun anymore with how it's, this movie, with how this it, franchise it, does exposition. It, it's oh my god! Like, man, I Barbie and Blade are the two movies. Like, I guess the Barbie franchise, I guess, and the movie Blade are the two worst offenders I've seen in com- in terms of exposition because it's like Blade, it's just the amount mm-hmm. Barbie, it's they just. It's like they just read from a script. They're like, ahem, all right, listeners. The flance is the dance that we'll use to do the blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, my God. She, she just feels like a really bad news anchor. Like, it's just exactly. or like oh reading, reading off of the, just the teleprompter just so robotically. I love, I just love the idea that it's just Azura, but she's voiced by Wolf Blitzer. So, so it's just, it's just, it's just, a, just Wolf Blitzer in a blue dress, just, just reciting Dude, what happened. It, it, if you were listening, if you've been listening to this month and you have like your own bingo card, please tell me if you had a Wolf Blitzer reference on the podcast for Barbie <laughs> month. Please let me know. And I have many questions for you. <laughs> I just, yeah, the person who did the soul read of like, they're going to talk about Wolf Blitzer. I can feel it in my jellies. Like, <laughs> so, okay, so Azura then hands out, you know, class schedule disappears, leaving no room for questions. So, yeah, Sunburst says some bitchy things. Alina wants her to go away. Lumina says creepy things. Later, we go to magic class. This professor teaches them water bending. That's that's it's, it's much literally it's, water it's literally it. So Sunburst I, well, she, she does Sunburst goes up and makes the water move. You know she's a natural, but then Alina goes up. She can't try hard. No, fucking try hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alina goes on. So she can't get the water to move. Then focuses more, and then you know now she does something really cool she's the avatar master of all four elements and it just impresses everybody but then one water strands getting you know a little out of control and almost touches sunburst who says like hey if water touches me i could die and i'm sitting here just like hmm, if only yeah yeah it's that was my favorite is like barbie starts to fuck with sunburst which i'm like all right i'm here for I'm, this is this movie's already proven that it's that it's more willing to get messy than the other one so mm-hmm. i'm like all right let's see where this goes and then they just keep it freaking rolling by sitting there and just going like, yeah, yeah, you know, Sunburst could die with with this fucking with this fucking with that Barbie's doing. And I'm like, all right, hell yeah, hell yeah, I'm here for it. I'm down. I can get down with it. And I'm I'm sitting here like they're, they're sitting by water. 
why is Sunburst sitting like you know sitting by water? It's like if a dude who's allergic to bees wanted to start beekeeping <laughs> and like, well, like hey. you know five ten feet away from like you know be a beehive and it's just like oh, I love oh, I, I'm gonna do it. They're I'm just like. I mean, that's my favorite. Is I love that analogy. It's just like you're like you're like yeah. I don't really understand why Hank is just so down with with beekeeping. He's just like I just love the aesthetics, you know, just the vibe of beekeeping. Next, we go to a flance class with Topaz. Fucking remember her from the first movie? She goes around <laughs> and just frolics on the water. Melina gets asked to land on some colored gems as they land in the sky. You know, it's like it's like she's performing in the Nutcracker. Alina's just such a fucking natural at this. And then Sunburst I is just, jealous, oh and God. Fabian calls Alina a show off. I I I love that, that everyone's flaming each other. Like so, like like Barbie tries to fuck with Sun Sunburst, and Sunburst just whips around and just starts flaming just Barbie and Fabian. Oh my god, it's so great! I love it. I feel, it. This movie is what I think like going to like a theater school is like. Is yeah. everyone's just roasting everyone trying to get the top part? Exactly. They're like, they're like, mm, your choreography was shoddy there. So mm, <laughs> that's a you thing, though. Now we go back in the bogs. Laverna, you know, commands the fun guy. We get shitty humor. Max arrives. Laverna isn't allowed to leave the bogs, but she has a plan and has a very special assignment for Max. We'll get to that in a second. Back with the fairies at night. It's luminescence class with Alina and Sunburst. Azura's teaching them. They have to learn to focus their light energy. Alina's up first. She casts an inner light on a flower, but she has trouble. Sunburst laughs. And then Alina makes light, then accidentally fires it towards Sunburst, who gets turned blue. Sunburst fires back, turning Alina orange. And, you know, it's the whole, like, oh, she started it. And Azura, like, casts a spell, turning them back to normal. And they're like, look, I'm giving you guys a warning. Don't use magic on another apprentice. Got it? Okay. Cool. <laughs> That's sick. I love it. Dude, just- I, I do love that they they actually are fighting. This is the they're they're legit just fucking squaring up, which I love. Just throwing hands in in the fairy mm-hmm. world. I I I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So the next day, down by the river, Alina and Lyndon fly next to a river, talking about things. But you know something watches them from the river. Lyndon throws compliments at Alina, but then the two spot Laverna in frog form. Lyndon checks on it. Frog Laverna says that a spell has been cast on her fr- uh, from an exiled fairy witch. Alina thinks Laverna cast the spell. Laverna says the curse can only be broken by a fairy undoing spell. And Alina's like, okay, well, I'll do the fairy undoing spell. I, this this woman, this woman would get freaking conned if she lived in the real world. Oh, oh yeah. my lord. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like someone just walking up to her going like, I'll give you 10 bucks if you can guess which cup the dice is under. And you're like, and she's like, that sounds like a fun little game. Oh, yeah. Like. And it's only, and again, it's only revealed this fucking Laverne or just fucking T posing in human form. And she's like, I'm back, bitches. Thanks, Selena. You sign a death warrant for Fairytopia. Fuck you, bye. And then flies off. I, I, I do love that this woman just start. She does take a quick, a, she, she's like, I'm back, and now I'm trying, gonna kill everybody. But then she just like, is like, I'm gonna take a hot five though. Uh, fuck you, fuck your mom, fuck your, cl- fuck, fuck your bitch, and the click you claim. And then she's like, all right, peace. It's like how, like how dumb do you have to be? Like this is just a stupid decision. Why, why would they? Why I love would they that. do that. 
I love that. She just sits there. A frog is just like, yo, it'd be super sick if I was not a frog. And she's like, that's enough for me, bud. And she just does it. I'm like, whoa, all right. <laughs> We're just unfrogging people? Damn. So Alina flies off to go tell the guardians. Over with Sunburst and the other fairies, they play like Frisbee. Fr- they play some fucking game. So Alina flies through and Sunburst snidely asks Alina, you know, to play. And Alina's like, not now, bitch. And Lyndon asks, you know, Fabian and Shimmer, like, hey, have you all seen anything odd fly through here? But, you know, they're just being just like, you know, total peaked in high school bullies towards them. It's, and Alina and Lyndon are like, I, I, fuck this and fly off. I love it because they're they're doing the equivalent of throwing 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 the throwing the stick on the quad. They're like they're doing, they just start to go mm, look at this bitch, and you're like, first off, you're playing ultimate frisbee, all right, back up. And then it's <laughs> just also like I don't have time to deal with this. Listen, if you've been bullied by somebody who plays ultimate frisbee, what are you doing with your life? And you know, <laughs> you gotta. That's the, that's the question I ask myself on the daily. Exactly. It's. <laughs> <laughs> fuck um, you kevin you know who you are you know what you did <laughs> i'm not gonna forget it so over with sunburst she finds the fairy ball but she sees something sunburst then reveals herself but everything like she's like oh yes everything's great but something's not right we go back with alina and linden they go see the guardians alina explains the situation and one of the guardians is like no it wasn't laverna here i can prove it so they go look in the guardians glass glass not not don't try to misquote me on that one and they look they look at the guardian's ass they're just like mm. they're like you the goat see that shit girl let's get in there so they use it they use the guardian's ass and <laughs> they, 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 so they dilate the ass and it appears that laverna the toad is still in the bogs it's like hmm interesting azura says that this is still a very serious threat and they'll put be put on heightened security Back in the bogs, it's revealed that Max has been transformed into a toad that looks like Laverna. Back in the fairy dorms, Alina and Lyndon, they arrive back and Bibble and Dizzle say things. Oh yeah, Bibble's lost his tooth. Ye fucking haw. Um, Gleave then appears. They're waiting for the tooth fairy. The rest of the fairy bullies, like they leave except for Sunburst. And she apologizes. She goes up to Alina and says, oh, I'm sure you didn't mean for all this to happen. And then flies off. And Zura appears and, you know, summons everybody. All the apprentices will have to be on security. She leaves. The rest of the fairies uh, do, except for Sunburst and Alina, who are like, oh, they'll see each other tonight. Later, in her room, Sunburst says things and looks in the mirror, and it's revealed that Laverna has taken over the body of Sunburst. How evil. <laughs> sure. So the, the heinousness. <laughs> This so, is a crime. So Laverna calls Max. Uh, Max's new assignment, something about a firebird being brought to the Crystal Palace. Guardians won't be an issue. The flight of the spring will be the end of the Enchantress, et cetera, et cetera. Evil laughs. It's just so exciting. Back with Bibble and Dizzle, they sleep. And then Alina enters the room and, you know, she says, sees that someone left a letter for her. The time has come to face me one on one. Meet me in the rustic forest, the same place you set me loose. I will be waiting. Laverna. I feel like that's proof enough to show the guardians like, Hey, look at this. That's my favorite. (laughs) That's my favorite. Like Laverna legitimately sends a message being like fucking square the fuck up. (laughs) And Elena goes, hands are tied. My hands are tied. And you're like, they're not really actually, you can just give this. This is like the smoking gun. Like nobody's going to question you on it, but she's like, no, I got to Clint Eastwood this. And go out alone. Selena goes out alone. You know, she's got to finish what she started, leaving Bibble in her room. And I'm like, Bibble, please fucking die. So <laughs> then, uh, oh, yeah, back with Azora. She's collecting items. But then Max and Frog, Fro- Frog Form sneaks into the Guardian's lair in the forest. 
Alina flies back to the river where she set her free. Alina calls out for Laverna. I'm sitting here like maybe we shouldn't include a scene in a movie made for children where the hero goes into the woods alone to go meet up with somebody who wants to square up. That's, I think that's setting a bad example. That is that. Yeah, I, I think I think that is definitely setting up a weird, weird picture. They're like, hey, kids, you know, it's great being alone and meeting up with someone <laughs> you haven't met in person. <laughs> so Lena hears something, but it's just Lyndon, and then, you know, Bibble and Dizzle are there too, you know. Oh, Lyndon says great. something happened to Azura, so they fly off. Back in the Guardian's Lair, we see that Azura is dead asleep, and Alina and Lyndon arrive, and Glee says Azura was poisoned by toad venom, and all the other Guardians are poisoned too, so it's just them. Fabian's like, you know, where were you? You know, you were supposed to be on patrol with Sunburst. It's all Alina's fault. And Sunburst is like, oh, I should have fought harder. Gee, Willikers, Laverna is just so powerful, like really powerful, like, you know, so fucking powerful. And people are just like, okay, yeah, we, we, we get it. We get it. You know, I, I, that's, my, that's my favorite. They're just, there's no questions, no like, no like, damn. Everyone's just like, no, you're right. Yeah, that is correct. That is correct. She is strong. And Alina's like, thinks something's up, but, you know, she says it's all her fault. You know, who's going to perform the flight of spring? But then uh, later, we see that Sunburst slash Laverna is back in her room. She talks to Max, you know, with Guardians out of commission, yada, yada, yada. Fabian then appears, letting Sunburst know they need to see the Enchantress. It's about the flight of spring. Sunburst, you know, she still monologues and then, yeah, hangs up on Max. Cool, whatever. Doesn't really fucking matter. She's evil. Later, the apprentices, they wait outside their rooms for the Enchantress. She arrives and, you know, she says it's all up to the apprentices to perform the flight. And all the apprentices are nervous. But, you know, in two days, the blush will be ready for the flight of spring and the Enchantress will be the one to train them. Alina's like, you know, oh, gee, Willikers, you can count on me. Uh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. She's like, she's like, oh, do it. Gosh, darn it. And they're like, yeah, you better. You did cause it. So, <laughs> yeah. And, everyone, and she's still the good guy of this movie. Yeah, it's you know, you know what? Maybe Fabian's right. It is her fault. You know, I'm starting to starting to believe him. And then slowly we see all the fairies do the whole "I am Spartacus" and step forward. They're all in this together. And Sunburst is evil. The next day, it's the training montage. We see them training in water bending, dancing, the ways of light. You know, it's a struggle at first, but eventually they get. If you've seen a Rocky movie, you you, you know what this is. <laughs> I, I I just can't wait to just hear the "You're the best around." Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. <laughs> they're just they're doing their their dances. <laughs> Then we transition to the Crystal Palace, not to be confused with the Diamond Castle, where the apprentice fairies, they arrive seeing the enchantress who says, beyond this hall is the Crystal Courtyard, home of the first blush of spring. Do your job correctly. The first blush will open. This is your moment, apprentices. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity blow. comes once in a lifetime. <laughs> it's, it's, I just like the idea. It just pans over to Alina and she's just got spaghetti on her shirt. and She's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> So the apprentices, they surround this courtyard as the Enchantress and Bibble slash Dizzle watch on. The fairy apprentices fly upward, then do some water bending, making a water arch over and collide into a giant rainbow. It's all sparkly now. And then it's the choreographed dance part where they start dance, dance, dancing. And then the blush appears as the fairies dance. And then Sunburst talks to Alina being like, it's just so exciting. I knew you wouldn't let some limping toad get in your way. But Alina notices something. She's like, wait a minute. I never told you the toad was limping. I never told anybody that. I love that. I it's Laverna watched. I love that. Caught. I was like, dude, this I all this woman 
husband working her ass off to like get caught. I feel like I feel like she's one of those people who's definitely crave she craves the drama and mm-hmm. messiness. So she's like, mm, maybe if I do this, they'll be like, it's you, but <laughs> But no one, but everyone is so fucking dense. They're all just like, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then Sunburst speaks with Laverna's voice and Alina's like, oh, shit. So Sunburst flies off. Alina says, you know, without the real Sunburst, the blush, the blush won't open. So she flies after them. Uh, Bibble and partner, they fly off to try to find Alina. Alina just fucking darts away with Bibble and Dizzle, you know, saying they need to find the real Sunburst. Alina looks down the water and is like, oh, puts two and two together. Laverna would have put sun wouldn't uh would have put Sunburst in water because she's a sparkle fairy. The dancing continues. Alina, you know, she's like, has to find minutes to find Sunburst. Over with the blush, we get more dancing. And I will say the score here, at least, you know, it offers like some, you know, magic and whimsy to at least keep me engaged. So I'll I'll give the movie that at least. Yeah. Credit where credit's due. At least they're trying something. And back in the forest, Alina finds Sunburst in the water. Alina dives in after her, swims down to her, and you know tries to pull a fucking dead weighted body from the bottom of a river. And she <laughs> fucking does. Again, this woman, we have learned from the original Fairytopia that this woman is an Olympian when it comes to athletics. Like, and she is no different here. It is a running river with a with a limp corpse at the bottom, and she goes. This ain't no thing. She just pulls it out like it's like it's easy. <laughs> she's one of she's like you know one of those like fire and rescue team members that's just an absolute fucking unit and spends yeah. all their days just training. Like you, like she just sits there in inner in inner pastime in between movies. She's just doing fireman carries and like pumping iron. Like <laughs> so, out of the water. Alina checks on Sunburst, and you know Sunburst is so confused. Alina tells Sunburst what happened. They have to get back to the Crystal Palace. And I thought Sunburst couldn't touch water or she'd die. And we clearly see that Alina pulled Sunburst out from, you know, the bottom of a river. Granted, she had a force field around her, but then had to swim through water to get to the top and take her out. Like, what what sense does that make? I, I do love I, I do love that because now that she mentioned it, I, I do remember her saying, I see. I put the cognitive dissonance on and just went like, oh, I, she said powers originally. But no, she definitely said to like, I'll die or I'll like, or, or so, she, it's something related to not being alive. And I was in, so like at hindsight 2020, I'm like, yeah, no. How the hell did her ass not just kick the bucket? Like, plot oh holes, my Lord. Man. Fucking plot holes. And they're just like, okay, we're just trying to get this franchise over with. Uh, Magic, very, uh, whatever. She's fine. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, straight up, actually. So back at the palace, we get more dancing. The blush is opening slowly. Now they start to do, you know, do the luminescence. All the remaining fairies shoot luminescence. But then Alina enters saying, that's not Sunburst and introduces the real Sunburst. Then the real Laverna reveals herself and she's like, ta-da, bitch. Laverna's in her human form. The Enchantress approaches. Laverna threatens to destroy the blush. The Enchantress is like, okay, we do not negotiate with terrorists, (laughs) but what do you want? I love that. I love that. She 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 pulls the Reagan where she's like, she's like, first and not foremost, everybody, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Let's get these negotiations over with, okay? And you're like, you're like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Enchantress. Sure. So Laverna breaks out a spell chamber where all the Enchantress's power will be useless. Then she gives the throne to Laverna. 
and yeah, the Enchantress agrees. Laverna has the crown now, and the Enchantress enters this spell chamber that, you know, fucking turns the force field around them green, because of course it does. Yeah, uh, of course it will. There's no way that it isn't going to be green. It isn't going to green it up a little bit. And, you know, it begins to turn green. Laverna goes back on her word and goes to destroy the first blush of spring, and the blush starts to rot. But then Alina throws herself in front of the blast. Laverna, you know, monologues, and Alina looks to the other fairies, calling out for help. The other fairies all, you know, shoot their magical Kamehameha blast, said Alina. It's a whole spirit bomb, like, give me your energy. She literally spirit bombs. She fucking just, she rainbow spirit bombs Laverna. (laughs) And now Alina has gone, like, you know, like, fucking Super Saiyan God now, and blasts a rainbow Kamehameha to Laverna, and it's a battle between two blasts. Of course the rainbow wins. Laverna screams, I hate rainbows, and then turns into sparkles again like the end of the first movie. And I guarantee you she's probably still alive because, you know, that didn't stop her last time. Yeah, for some reason she's still alive and not utterly dead. (laughs) So the green force field disappears. The Enchantress has her crown back and the day is saved. You know, Alina's hurt, but, you know, she's okay. But then Alina's wings change, you know, color and, you know, but... The evil cloud starts to fall above the castle. It begins to snow and snow and Bibble gets cold and I really want him to get frostbite. It's exactly. Oh, you're ex- I'm really hoping that it's a callback to like the shining and you just see Bibble in the snow. It's like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, it's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> it's just just oh, just God. completely iced. So the first blush of spring is almost destroyed. There's still life, but the apprentices have to work together. So they all hold hands and sing Kumbaya and play Ring Around the Rosie around it. And wouldn't you fucking know it, the blush gets some life back in it. And zippity doodah, the day is saved as the blush of spring releases multicolored butterflies. It gives flight and the blush shoots out a magical rainbow in the sky that breaks apart the snow clouds and the clouds disappear. And yeehaw, the day is now actually saved. The blush is healed. Bibble and Dizzle are just so happy. Isn't that nice? No, it's not. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> their, their, their joy brings me pain and nothing but. I'm, I am Laverna at the end of these movies. I'm like, any happiness I see is just utterly disgusting. Exactly. So I'm not jaded. I'm not doing okay, guys. <laughs> okay, exactly. Barbie's really worn on us. Barbie's really brought brought down brought down the energy. So later, the Enchantress and Guardians, you know, they monologue. The apprentices have gained strength and are going back home. Fairy Topia thanks them with a little wave of the hand. Each of the fairies now have like shitty emblems all over them. The apprentices have graduated. And oh, a random hand takes Bibble's tooth fairy bag, switches it out, and we see the shadow of the tooth fairy. And unfortunately, no, it is not the rock. It's Sadly. it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, baby, coming in <laughs> with a Stone Cold Stunner. Randy Orton coming in with the RKO out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> so Alina hugs Glee. They're going to miss each other. Bibble shows off the gift the tooth fairy left, a cupcake that he splits with Dizzle. And now Dizzle has a loose tooth. I want to kill them both. <laughs> then Sunburst like I, comes to talk to Alina. Alina says, you know, she knew it was Laverna because, you know, Sunburst was being nice. And then they just walk off, not even apologizing for the way Sunburst treated her. Lyndon approaches Alina, you know, trying to get his flirt on. You know, they're going to miss her. And Alina starts heading home. And, you know, Bibble says bye to Dizzle. Alina flies off while the others of Princess and Guardians just, you know, wave goodbye i'm like okay, I, yeah why aren't they flying I like off that they're, too they're 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 like they're like yeah no we're gonna post up here but yeah why don't you keep going like it's all good why don't you get out of here yeah i, I think they still all kind of hate her oh the, 
I know they still dislike her. You, you ain't no way that they're waving goodbye and not going to turn around and like shimmer Fabian and like Sunburst are going to be like, what a fucking bitch. Am I right? Like ain't no damn way. So anyways, you know, Alina flies off and you know, that does it for this movie. And, and Mike, that, that does it for Barbie month, dude. Oh, we thank you. Made it. Oh my God. We, we, for better and worse, we made it. We finally finished Barbie month. <laughs> dude, oh my God. I, I'm, I mean, do you we'll do, Mike? Do you want to do an in-depth episode later where we, where we talk about what we learned, kind of as an epilogue to Barbie month? Well, yeah, you know what? We should. We should. We're gonna do. We do an episode and review where we're like, "Damn, what the hell just happened?" Because oh my lord, <laughs> we're gonna have one of those dropping a little bit later, guys. But Mike, your final thoughts on Magic of the Rainbow? It's a it's a freaking mixed bag. It's a roller coaster. You got good stuff. You got bad stuff. The thing that draws me to this one over the rest of them is the sass. All the other Barbie movies, with the exception of Thumbelina, because those teenagers are freaking bratty. But uh, there is zero shade in the Barbie movies. No one's Mm -hmm. throwing anything at you. It's all just kind of like, I don't like you because you're happy. This one... There's a lot of digging. There's a lot of like, fuck you. Fuck the horse you rode in on. I don't like how you smell. Like, you're weird. Like, so I think that is mu- that is the singular draw for fairy for Magic of the Rainbow for me. Yeah, in terms of the sass, I mean, we had like Raquel and Fairy Secret, but like, again, that was just like oh, yeah. one person. Like, here we've got like, you know, five fucking five, six, seven characters that are all like just throwing their hat in the ring, being like, boy, here's what I think about you. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I think I think Barbie would totally be better if it was if all of them just had like just so much sass. Everyone was just so fucking sassy. And tune in uh, next time when we talk about Barbie going to a public school in Detroit. Bar- Bar- Barbie learns to roast and shoot people. <laughs> well, Mike, where do we where do you want to put this movie in your drunk movie marathon? Oh, good lord! Okay, so we have. We have Princess and the Popper in number one. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good one. It's, I'm trying. I think it's a number two movie. It's a number a two of, movie. Be- a lot of the Fairytopias are like strong number two contenders because they're because the thing is is like is like you don't need to know the plots. They're very mm-hmm. eh, they're kind of just whatever. They're fairies, and a bad person doesn't like fairies. But you but with this one specifically, this is the this is closer to number one because mm-hmm. you gotta hear the sass. It can't just be pretty colors and like things going on. It's gotta be this. You have to be cognizant enough to understand that they're throwing some shade at each other. Like, <laughs> dude, I love it. Well, guys, tune in later this week when we talk. Kind of do do a little epilogue episode. And um, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Mess Up Midnight Podcast. Go follow us Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You guys know the deal. Stay up to date with what we got going on. Mike, is there anything? Is there anything you want to say? Oh. I, I I I can't wait for a non Barbie movie. I need I need something with a little more testosterone after 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 nonstop Barbie and after like I need something. Well, you know, Mike, I have an idea, but guys, you're gonna have to tune in next episode when we figure out what's Ooh. next. Mm. Ooh, Ooh, te- blue ball teaser there for you, blue ball on you guys a little bit, just like my ex girlfriend. Sorry, uh, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Fuck you, Jessica. It's a real condition. <laughs> it's it's a real thing (laughs) alright guys we'll see y'all next time see you next time everybody